Hello, today is Sunday, the 11th of July, 2021, and it is the sixth Sunday after Trinity. Uh, for those of you who may have noticed, I want to apologize, there was not an episode recorded for either last Sunday or the 4th of July, um, just because of uh, some busy things going on. But that having been said, would invite you to pray with me now the collect appointed for today. O God, who has prepared for those who love thee such good things as past man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward thee, <coughs> that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, in this collect, we uh, acknowledge that God has prepared for those who love him things that are so wonderful and so good that they pass man's understanding. Our human minds are finite. They cannot fully comprehend God's greatness and grandeur and his majesty. And it also they also cannot fully comprehend the wonder of the blessings that he has prepared for us. And so we acknowledging that ask that he would pour into our hearts, into our stony, cold, dead, sinful hearts, which have no hope except for regeneration by the Holy Spirit. But we ask that God would pour into our hearts such love toward him that we, loving him above all things, may obtain thy promises, which, we, which exceed all that we can desire. And God's promises for us are more than we ever could desire, ever than we could ever imagine. And of course, we ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The epistle appointed for today begins on Romans, in Romans, the sixth chapter, beginning at the third verse. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united by, with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self is crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with, with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Well, in the epistle appointed for today, uh, St. Paul asked the Romans, don't you know that all of us, we've been baptized in Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. We have died to sin in baptism and we have been resurrected as we have been buried uh, by, and, and our sin has, our old self has died in baptism. So, as Christ was raised from the dead, but to the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Our baptism 
the, is the rite by which we uh, are initiated into the church. And having been baptized and having put on Christ in baptism, we are to walk uh, new, new in, with new lives. And if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will also be united with him in a resurrection like his. As our old self has been crucified with him in order that the body of sin might, might be brought to nothing, all of our sins are brought to nothing because Christ bared, bore them upon the tree. So we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. And we have died with Christ in baptism. And because we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, after having been raised from the dead, will never die again. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. He bore our sin and he died once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And so we too, who have put on Christ, should consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That doesn't mean we don't sin. doesn't mean we don't need God's forgiveness. But... Death no longer has dominion over us, and we are to consider ourselves new creations in Christ Jesus. The epistle of the gospel appointed for today is taken from the gospel of St. Matthew, the fifth chapter, beginning at the 20th verse. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I tell you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the, to the hell of fire. If you're offering your gift at the altar and you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put into prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Well, Jesus asked them, he says, don't you know, or, or excuse me, Jesus says, he tells them, he does not ask the rhetorical question, sorry, but he tells them, unless their righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, they'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. We are, we are not to disregard the law, although the law is no longer uh, how we earn our status or our position in Christ. We do so by grace. We still are not to despise the law or presume that we don't need to worry about the law because he says, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, the scribes and Pharisees were not so righteous as they thought themselves to be. However, thankfully, our righteousness is not in ourselves, but in Christ. It's been imputed to us by his grace. And then he goes on and he says, you've heard it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Most of his hearers had never murdered. Most of you hearing this have never murdered, I'm sure. But he says to him, everyone who's angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother 
will be liable to the council, and whoever says you fool will be liable to hell. All of a sudden, people begin looking far more guilty because they are guilty before the righteousness of God. Our, we are not graded on a curve. We are graded against the perfect righteousness of a holy God against which we have utterly no hope. When we read that, we realize that we're all murderers. We realize that all of us stand convicted before God. And so Jesus says, if you're offering your gift at the altar, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there and go settle it. Be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. We see this in the prayer book. Where if I know that enmity exists between two people in the congregation and, and one of them is, uh, particularly if one of them is, is refusing to forgive the other, I am to not administer communion to them. It is that serious. So Jesus says, if you remember your brother has something against you, go and be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're going with him to court. Lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you'll be put in prison. And he says, truly I say to you, you will never get out until you've paid your last penny. If we stand before God in our own strength, if we, if we stand before God to be judged by justice, None of us has any hope. But thanks be to God that Jesus came and gave himself on the hard wood of the cross. And Jesus, by his grace, took on our sin. He took on the punishment that we deserved so that we might be reconciled to God. And for that we may say, thanks be to God. Thank you and God bless you.